0: Well, if you're, you were one of the 5 million YouTube TV subscribers, and that's an old number from 2022, I'm sure it's more, uh, but I haven't found any updated numbers. Nonetheless, if you were one of the 5 million YouTube TV subscribers last night, around 10 o'clock Eastern, uh, you started wondering to yourself if you remembered to pay the internet bill this month, uh, because around that time... YouTube TV started buffering. It started freezing. I myself was trying to watch uh, Taryn and Roop on Fox 2, and uh, it kept pausing on this uh, Pete Davidson, uh, Wendy's commercial. Um, so I went, I grabbed my computer to see if uh, my internet was still working. It was, and so I ran a little Twitter search on YouTube TV, and it turns out that I was not alone Tweet after tweet after tweet um, was lamenting the fact that uh, YouTube TV was buffering um, during Game 1, Heat and Celtics, uh, during Vanderpump Rules, and during the Andy Cohen talk show, Watch What Happens Next. So uh, not sure what time it got resolved. When I woke up this morning, I, I turned it over to, uh, to to Rhonda, Jason, and and, and those guys on uh uh, local four news mornings, and, and it was fixed. Uh, so first glitch. First glitch I've had with YouTube TV. Um, and, and otherwise, I've been happy with it. And it took me a while to finally take the plunge and cut the cord because, um, obviously, for the first 38 years of my life, I was a cable guy. And um, the, the big sticking point to me on cutting the cord, actually, uh, was because I'm a channel surfer, so you know if I don't if if I don't know what I want to watch, um, I I like to be able to go channel to channel to channel on the remote control. And you can't do that on on YouTube TV. I don't think you can do it on Sling or Hulu Live or any of the other uh, big names in streaming. Uh, but eventually, my my cable bill got out of control. I think uh, I I was with AT and T U Verse. Uh, before that, I was with Wow, and uh, prices, uh, I mean, prices were pretty affordable, but for the last year or so, uh, my introductory rate of like $150 a month for, for uh, both cable and internet turned out to be like $275, and I'm like, uh, that's, uh, that's like a car payment. I mean, not now, but if you bought a car uh, back uh, before the 2020 pandemic, uh, that's a car payment. That's two car payments. Um, So eventually I I got sick of it. I decided to take the plunge, and the transition itself um, has not been really tough. Um, You know, I do miss channel surfing every now and then, but YouTube TV uh, pretty much functions the same way that cable TV does, except you can't flip through the channels. But you got the channel guide, and everything else feels just like your traditional cable. And then so with that and uh, my new faster internet, I'm paying much much less than I was um, before, um, and, and and of course, you know that that five million number that I mentioned earlier is probably outdated, um, as more and more people are cutting the cord. Um, companies like ESPN are, are taking notice, and it turns out that ESPN is making plans to offer their channel as a standalone streaming product. Now, when I first When I first read this, I thought that uh, um, them doing this, they would take their their TV channel off off, uh, traditional over-the-air cable systems, which is not the case. Um, They're still going to keep um, their television channel, but they're just going to offer up ESPN, the channel itself, as a standalone app, so to speak. And there's no uh, word on price. Um, The Wall Street Journal article actually... Taught me something kind of shocking. Uh, I, I guess in every cable package, um, you're paying nine dollars a month for ESPN, where the average other channel is less than a dollar. So I'm, I'm going to be quite interested to see uh, what the uh, what the what the charge is for this. But ESPN's recognizing that uh, cord cutting is not only here to stay, but it's going to eventually. Uh, take over for cable is the preeminent way that people watch television, and I think it's a good move. I, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't do that already. I thought that uh, I thought that perhaps uh, the ESPN Plus app functioned the same way, but that's all extra content. So maybe they'll bundle. Maybe they'll bundle that together. Maybe they'll bundle it with like uh, with like uh, Hulu and Disney Plus, which is what they've done with. ESPN plus but it makes the signing of Pat McAfee make a whole lot more sense now um, it's it's not shocking that Pat McAfee is back with ESPN he never really left Um, he was off for a little bit when he jumped ship from ESPN to FanDuel and by the way that's a 120 million dollar deal with FanDuel that Pat, Pat McAfee is is walking away from so ESPN must be offering them a whole lot more money and they must be banking on people, um, buying their app. But, uh, uh, you know, cause, cause Pat McAfee, even when he left ESPN, he was still on ESPN a lot. He'd be, uh, he'd be a frequent guest on get up with Greeny in the morning. Um, I think he skipped one season of college game day, but then he was back. Um, so this makes a lot of sense. Uh, ESPN, I can't imagine they're paying him more than 120 million dollars that Fanduel was. But then, if they weren't, why would he be leaving? And I think if they're going to make an emphasis on streaming, from all accounts, McAfee is going to continue his three-hour show. Maybe that's maybe that's sort of the maybe that's sort of the hook. They can put his show on the streaming device. Uh, people can watch it live. It can be uncensored. Don't know what they are going to do with the television product or the. Uh, um the uh, pat mcafee show uncensored on the tv side but again um this makes it uh, uh th- th- this this kind of helps you connect the dots as to why a pat mcafee would walk away from that deal with fan duel and b um why espn would want to lure him away so bad other than the fact that he's just he, he's he's the best young most exciting talent in the uh in the sports content game, and he's still very young, so he's going to have a very, very long career. Now, this is different from Bally's. Uh, Bally's really screwed themselves, not not solely by the fact that they made themselves an app and sold it. They screwed up by taking their app, um, their channel off non-cable um um Entities like YouTube TV, like sling, like 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 Hulu Live. Um, because number one, it's 999 a month, which is way more than people are going to spend on an app if your three major teams that are that are carrying them um, are gonna be this bad. You know, people aren't gonna pay 9.99 a month to watch the Tigers who are streaky, um, but they haven't been very good. These past uh, couple years, uh, the Pistons, unfortunately, after losing the Wemba sweepstakes the other night, and I still uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Uh, there's nothing exciting about the Pistons. I'm sorry. Uh, the Red Wings are making a little bit of noise, but they're not there yet. Um, maybe if this was the hockey town era, maybe if this was the we own the central era, whether or maybe if this was the um, uh, bad boys or uh, going to work era. People would shell out $9.99 a month to watch these sports teams, but they're not. So essentially, these sports teams are being held hostage on this app uh, for a a younger audience who doesn't want to pay $225 a month uh, for cable. And uh, you're seeing the consequences of this uh, with Bally Sports' uh, parent company filing for bankruptcy. So smart move by ESPN all around. You keep offering the product um, where where people who have been using the product for decades can still use it, and then you put it in the hands of um, younger consumers, newer consumers who have changing habits and offer their product where they are. Montana has become the first state in America to ban TikTok. And of course, if you haven't been following the story, there's been a lot of concern over TikTok because it's owned by a Chinese company, ByteDance. And uh, folks over here in the state are, are afraid that since it's a Chinese-owned company and there's just tons and tons of data um, that is being um, uh, transacted through this app uh, that the Chinese, Chinese Communist Party um, is, is, is reaping all that data and uh, surveilling uh, United States citizens at best and finding nefarious purposes to use that data against us at worst. Now, I have to say, as far as I know, there has been no evidence that TikTok is data harvesting. Uh, We had uh, former Congressman Mike Rogers on with Chris Renwick a couple of weeks ago, and he said that um, the bad hype, um, I don't want to say the paranoia, but the, the, the concerns around TikTok are real. And uh you know Mike Rogers's word carries a lot of weight with me. Um got to work with him a few times. Uh he's a very even-keeled guy, he's a very smart guy. Um he's worked for the FBI. Uh so he's got a lot of credibility. But that being said, no one's really pointed to any evidence yet uh that uh, th- that TikTok is being used against us. Now it's been banned from uh just about uh, every government uh mobile device at both the federal and state level which i understand you want to take precautions um but uh i i, I don't know it, it seems premature to ban it for an entire state um the penalty for uh tiktok or there there now there's no penalty for the the actual end user the penalty is for the app stores and the place that places that 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 host the TikTok app, um, if they are found to be operating and offering TikTok in the state of Montana, I guess they put a geofence around it. Uh, it's ten thousand dollars a day to that app store. Now I don't know what happens if uh, you know you're you're passing through Montana, you live in uh, you live in Idaho, you live uh, you know in Georgia, thousands of miles away, and you're in Montana and you try to use TikTok. I don't know if. Uh, you know, you're costing uh, your app store $10,000 a day doing that. I don't know if it's blocked dur- uh, through some kind of geofence, uh, but uh, new, new downloads in Montana uh, will be punished $10,000 a day um, to the app stores or the places that people get the app. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this is violating the First Amendment rights uh, for the folks in Montana. I'm not sure, I think it's a little heavy handed. But since the actual user and the citizen is not being punished, I don't know if a First Amendment violation uh, uh, applies here. Um, You know, it sucks for content creators who are uh, either make their living making content. Um, You know, most of them are all on the social platforms. And and for some of them, TikTok's their biggest audience. TikTok is their biggest moneymaker. Um, So, you know, it sucks for for people who just like to scroll through TikTok. And I will say this, their algorithm work is very good. Um, I've been saying this for for months since I downloaded TikTok. As a user, I think it's the best user experience because their algorithms are so good that if you spend any amount of time kind of scrolling and liking, it's going to figure out the types of of videos that you want to see and it's going to show them to you. Um, so from that standpoint, if, uh, it is being used to collect data on us, it's, it's very scary, uh, because the algorithm is so good. But, um, you know, without the evidence, your, you, your, your, heart goes out to, um, you know, any, any, anyone who's a content creator trying to make a living, it's hard enough to do that already. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's not a real job, haha, co- uh, content creator's not a real, but it's a skill. It's a skill like everyone else. I mean, you can't just, um. Turn your mic on and make a bunch of fart noises and and expect millions of views. Well, I guess maybe you can. Uh, but for for most people, it's a real skill. It's a real marketing skill to figure out, um, you know, what works with which algorithm on which um, app, and manipulate that and and you know cater your content towards. Um, your, your, your watchers, your followers, your users. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if other states uh, follow suit. Um, I have a feeling they will. It'll probably be the more conservative states. I can see Florida doing it, you know, because Ron DeSantis is on, a, uh, he's on a, uh, a spree of signing bills that's going to uh, turn Florida into a straight, white, Caucasian paradise. Everyone else who lives there, maybe not so great. Uh, but I can see a heavy-handed gov- governor, like uh, and legislature, because let's be honest, it's not—it's not, it's not it, 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 the governor signs it into the law, but it's got to be passed. The bill's got to be passed in the legislature to get to the uh, the governor. Um, so, but Florida definitely has a a heavy-handed uh, governor and state legislature. Same thing with Texas. Um, you know, I'm sure more liberal states, New York, California, unless there's actually smoking gun evidence that. Um, data is being harvested, um, then I, I, I don't see them outlawing it. But speaking of New York, I didn't have this on my sheet, but uh, uh, the other day, Harry and Meghan, and I hate that I'm talking royal family here, but Harry and Meghan put out a statement that they were involved in a chase with the paparazzi through New York, a near catastrophic case, uh, near catastrophic chase, sorry, say that times ten fast through the streets of New York with a bunch of near misses of, of vehicles and, um, and, and, and collisions involving the New York uh, New York uh, Police Department, a couple of NYPD cruisers, uh, they claimed that they were in a two-hour-long, uh, nearly catastrophic chase. Now, there was no accidents. Nobody was hurt. They spoke with um, one of the taxi cab drivers that uh, took them from one police station to another, um, Eric Adams, the uh, mayor of New York, said that the story was being a little bit more embellished. Same thing with the taxi cab driver. And when I first heard this story, I thought to myself, "Okay, so this seems to be th- this seems to be a new about a news story that could have po- potentially happened, but it didn't happen." And it really kind of struck me as Harry and Meghan have had enough of being hounded by the pro- paparazzi. Um, this was um, an especially stressful situation for them. They got fed up, they had, they've they had enough, and they decided to put out a statement blasting the paparazzi. And I'm not here to um, defend the paparazzi. Obviously, if you're, you're Prince Harry, the paparazzi played a huge role in the death, death of your mother. And I'm sure that uh, that adds to the anxiety of the situation but here's my thing at a certain point when you're that famous and running away from the paparazzi can can get that dangerous why don't you just stop running and that may be naive obviously I'm not famous I'm I'm quite obscure but if your choice is to run away from the paparazzi and not give them what they want, put yourself and others in danger, or just, you know, let, let them have their cake and you stop running. Why don't you just stop running? Just say, hey, all right, you guys can take pictures of whatever you want. You guys can print whatever you want. I'm done running from you guys. Um, you guys killed my mother, by extension. You guys almost killed me the other day. So I'm going to just stop running from you people. I may despise you because I blame you for what happened uh, uh, to my mother. Um, I may despise you because of things you wrote about my wife. But uh, my life and my safety and the, the life, of my sa- life and safety of uh, my family is more important to me than not giving you people what you want. And I'm not really blasting Harry for this because, like I said, I have no idea what it's like to be hounded by the paparazzi, but I do know that uh, if there is a situation that I uh, kept putting myself into or being put into that continues to be dangerous, I'm going to find a way to make it less dangerous, even if it means uh, even if it means um, you know my my main adversary takes the W and I take the L. And one last final thing before we got get out of here on this uh, Thursday. You know, th- this whole debt ceiling. I, I get so exhausted with these, with these big debt ceilings. Will they or will they not make a deal? And then they always end up making a deal. It might be like 2011 where they waited until the 11th hour to do it. But I feel like a deal always gets done. And I feel... Like uh, for for weeks or days ahead of time. Every day in the news, will they get a deal done? No, they might not get a deal done. Oh, uh, well, what happens if they don't don't get a deal done? Uh, they've gotten deals done b- before in the past. Yeah, but this time it's different. Now th- there is a little more political gamesmanship here in, in this round of, of debt ceiling talks. But you're not; they're not uh, Republicans, Democrats. They're not going to let um, the United States. Uh, fall default on their 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 loans or their debts or whatnot and i don't even know what happens i mean like i said these 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 trillion billion dollar amounts of money they just seem like made up mythological uh uh, numbers to me but the the democrats and the republicans both they don't want to be the ones responsible for letting this country go into default but the Republicans are still going to try to make their political points and see maybe what they can uh, get out of it by not blinking before the Democrats do. Um, So right now it seems like the big sticking point of this is that the Republicans, they want spending cuts, um, they want unspent COVID aid money returned um, to the government and the taxpayers, which I think is fair. Um, And they want to expand the work requirement for food stamps, which sounds logical on the surface, but I looked into it. And we already have a a, a pretty good, fair um, work requirement for food stamps. The the current federal criteria is that if you want to get food stamps and you're an able-bodied person with no children... Between the ages of 1849, you either have to be working 20 hours a week or volunteering 20 hours a week or be, or, or, or proving that you're working for yourself as a self-employed employer for 20 hours a week or you have to be enrolled in job training. And uh, like I said, As for people who don't have children. If you have children, as far as I know, those those work requirements don't apply. That sounds fine. The Republicans want to raise the age. um, I heard 55. I know back in March they tried to introduce a bill to raise that age to 65. So I'm guessing that bill didn't get passed or it's still waiting, and they're trying to fast-track it. So they're knocking off 10 years and trying to use it as leverage in the – debt ceiling talks but I don't know I mean that seems that what we have in place seems fine I don't know what raising it six years is going to do that's helpful if anything I might I think it might be harmful because um, you know if you're if you're not in that great a shape and you're over the age of 49 and um, you know you go work some job for 20 hours um, because you want to receive food stamps and you injure yourself. Well, now you, now we're paying you workman's comp. Now we're paying you other types of benefits that are probably more than the original food stamp benefit that uh, you were required to work those 20 hours before you got. So we'll see. I have a feeling that uh, it will be raised. Um, Biden seems amenable to the uh, work benefit uh, reform here. Um, but let's see if anything actually changes when, they, when when they finally do raise that debt ceiling and they will before June, they will be they, they will raise it before default.